Hello and welcome to the Career Builders Podcast. I'm Mike Bird. I'm Lisa Bekosek. Today we are joined by Leslie Gar, a career transition coach and self-proclaimed entrepreneur who helps ambitious career changers get the clarity and confidence they need to successfully springboard into a new career. She joins us from somewhere in Michigan, and I'll let Leslie elaborate a little bit more on that. Leslie, welcome to the Career Builders Podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much to both of you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. We are too. Same here. So I kind of just dropped a little bit of a hint there. Can you share a little more about your story with our dear listener? Sure, sure. So as it relates to my location, I guess the most important thing to share is that I have been um, a digital nomad and full-time RVer since uh, July of 2017. My partner Andy and I hit the road after about a year and a half of researching on what that sort of lifestyle means. Um, But since then, since 2017, we have been traveling the country, trying to see new places that we've never seen before. Um, And it has been a really fantastic experience for us. Right now we're in Northern Michigan where Andy's dad lives on about 10 acres of land. So it is a great place for us to hunker down and stay safe while travel is a little bit iffy and and the whole world is still trying to figure out what we're gonna do next. So we were really fortunate to have this place to come and, and hunker down. So that's a little bit about what my situation is right now and, and what my lifestyle is. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. And so you've, you've become this digital nomad who helps people with career transition. Can you talk a little bit more about how you arrived at, at this juncture in your life? Sure, sure, sure. So um, I know you've heard me say before, I kind of consider myself an accidental entrepreneur, right? So when I started my career, which was in 2008, which if most of us will remember, was not exactly an easy time to be trying to start a career. I had no intention at the time of becoming an entrepreneur. I had actually been in school in college to be a music educator, to be a high school band director, uh, if if you'll believe it, which I know most people probably don't (laughs) know much about. Um, But as I got close to the end of my schooling, I really realized that there were aspects about that career plan that just didn't quite fit with me. I struggled with some of the technical skills, honestly, at the at the higher level of, of teaching music. I was really kind of struggling to finish some of those classes. And so I took some time to reevaluate and just said, you know, instead of finishing a degree that I know I'm probably not going to use, I took a break from school and just sort of launched into my career in 2008. And because I didn't really know what direction I wanted to go or what I would be doing. I had a lot of shifts and a lot of changes that kind of came along with that. So I went through several different career fields. I went through several different new sort of overhauls of my resume and trying to figure out how to interview in new fields. And fortunately, I was pretty successful every time I kind of had to do that. But when I got into the career, it never felt quite right. And what I realized was the biggest aspect that I was missing in all these different career choices that I was trying out was helping people. When I had been in school to be a teacher, that was a big passion of mine. It was a big driver behind why I wanted to do that. And with all these various jobs that I had, uh, I didn't really get to help people as much as I wanted. 
So that realization led me into my first opportunity to sort of write resumes for a living. I actually started working for a career college in their career services department. So helping their students who are just about to graduate or who had just recently graduated um, write resumes, figure out how to interview. I was also reaching out to hiring managers and recruiters and companies in the area to figure out, well, okay, what are you looking for from mm -hmm. our students and how can I you know, help match that? I did that for about two years and then was completely blindsided by my campus. Our whole school system got bought out and the campus I was at completely shut down. Um, so we were all out of a job. And of course I went to Andy, my partner, and I said, oh my God, I got to update my resume. I got to figure out what I'm going to do next. And um, he said, well, you've already started this side hustle, which I had. I had started writing resumes just for a very small niche of actually band directors who I knew didn't know a lot about doing that. Um, so he said, why don't you just expand that? He had a good job at the time that could kind of support us through a transition like that. So that is how I completely accidentally and unintentionally started a business and sort of branched out on my own as a resume writer and job search consultant. That's um, amazing. And then I guess the, the last thing to say about that is just that I did five or six years of helping basically all ranges, all career levels of professionals. And just recently I've gotten the career transition coach certification and refocus the business to help people in career transition because I feel like with my unique background and all of the different career changes I went through, it was something that I was passionate about and sort of had a unique take on. So that's now where my focus is for the most part. Cool. Yeah, your story certainly lends credibility to the cause that it sounds like you started to undertake. That's very cool. Yeah, thanks. Um, so Let's just like, you've kind of hinted at it already, but like to you, what is accidental entrepreneurship and, and why do you think it, it happened for you in the way that it did? Sure. So, I mean, I think accidental entrepreneurship for the most part is exactly what it sounds like. I didn't plan it. It just sort of happened. I, I, I stumbled into it and then just sort of took it and ran with it. Um, and I think that the reason that it happened for me and the reason that it's happening more frequently, I don't hear that term a lot, but I have seen it in a place or two since I started using it, like, oh, this person kind of says that about them or whatever. And I think it's because for, I don't want to say my generation and make it a blanket term, but for me personally, and for a lot of people that I know, we grew up with the storyline of, well, okay, you're going to go to college and then you're going to go into a career path and then you're just going to do that career for your whole life and then you're going to retire and that's it. Um, but the world started to change sort of underneath of us. And so the completely well-meaning and well-intentioned people who were telling us all this, um, they were right as, as far as it pertained to their experience, but the world started to change right underneath of us. And, and those of us who are hearing that advice at some point had to kind of realize, well, maybe that's not exactly what's going to happen. And I think that is evident in the job market too. I think employers are starting to be more understanding of 
people who have had maybe shorter tenures, but, and, and different jobs as opposed to expecting someone to have had a super long tenure. Um, so I think it's just a matter of the job market changing, uh, requirements changing, and just sort of a constant shift that's happening in the job market that we got to stay adaptable to. So it's a great point. And I don't know how you feel about this, uh, Lisa, but I think we're about to hit this new window here, similar to 2008. Obviously, with COVID, it's a little bit of a different backstory, but this is a window of opportunity for, I think, a lot of people to arrive at this place of accidental entrepreneurship. And I think I'm I'm a fan of helping to propagate these cool new terms. Uh, so I, I applaud your willingness to go out and market it that way, because I, I think it makes a lot of sense for people who didn't see it and initially thought they'd maybe be in an employment career for their entire lives to just sort of reinvent themselves during a time when the system is kind of completely under attack, really. So, yep, absolutely. Cool. I totally agree. So entrepreneurship is definitely something that is, it's so many things. Um, do you feel like you've had any role models or mentors who have helped you to build your business or the work that you're doing? The short answer to that is, Absolutely 100% yes. I am a big proponent of leading with gratitude. I am a big proponent of making sure that you recognize the people in your life who have helped you or influenced you or just sort of made you into the person that you are. I actually have several, if you don't mind me kind of just pointing them out because yeah. I, it I love having the opportunity to do it. So I would say the first person would be my mom. She's been in HR and HR leadership for almost as long as I can remember. And even as a teenager, she was harping on me and giving me advice about how to go about applying and interviewing and following up and all of these things. And that was sort of the first foundation um, that that got laid in my brain about just having an understanding beyond I think what most people do um, because I had somebody who was on the inside and who had some of that that advice that she could give to me so that mm -hmm. really laid the foundation for me to be more successful now in what I do and then when I first started my, my little solopreneurship and I, I was just trying to figure out what on earth I was supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. um, I got connected with a resume writer by the name of Paula Asinoff. She's been in business for herself as a resume writer for gosh, 10 or 15 years. And prior to that, she had a massive, impressive career in executive search and all kinds of things like that. And she really took me under her wing and, and shared so much knowledge with me and just helped me figure out what it looks like to, to be a resume writer and work for yourself. Um, and I would say that that in getting started was what gave me the confidence to just like, well, okay, I see somebody who's doing it and she's showing me a few of the things that she does. So I, I can do this. I, I can pick up on this and I can do it. Um, so that really helped me in the, in the early stages. And then when I started to have my feet underneath me a little bit and, and start looking at what it means to, to grow a presence in, in the public eye mm -hmm. with all of this, that was when I started to see all of these other predominantly female, not all female, but I was really impressed with all of these other female entrepreneurs who were 
just a little bit ahead of me on that same track that I was trying to be on. Um, so the first person that I really saw was, was job Jenny, Jenny Foss. She was fantastic. I loved her presence and the information that she put out. So I started just looking at what she was doing and then branching out to find other similar personalities who were in this similar space as me with career and job search. Um, and I actually found this incredibly supportive network of people. And actually several of them, you guys have already had mm. on your podcast. Um, I know Sarah Johnston and Adrian Tom and Virginia Franco have all been on your podcast and they have all been big influences for me. I've enjoyed every day seeing what they have to say and what they put out there. Um, and if I could add just a few more in their company, I would say Ashley Watkins has been a big influence. Carrie Twig, Marie Zeminoff has so much expertise and she's so active with being out there. Um, and honestly, I could go on and I won't, but I think it's important for everybody to see the people who have been involved in helping them become who they are and who have been influences along the way. And I really try to pay attention to that and recognize that and even reach out to, to people and say, hey, thank you for saying this, or this was a big influence for me. I think that's all really important. So I appreciate that you asked that question and gave me the yeah. opportunity to kind of say that. Cool. Uh, sure. I think you've hit on a really important point just around how the entrepreneur's journey I think the journey into anything that requires a lot of us as human beings requires some degree of community around us. And I think that's the way you've done it with actual real people's names and, and what they've done, I think is a great demonstration of that. So that's a key point for anyone I think that's considering leaving what they've been doing for a while and going off on the entrepreneurial trail. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're right. It takes a village. That <laughs> That is a saying for a reason. And I think it's as true in, in business building or entrepreneurship as it is in so many other areas of life. Totally agree. Yes. Let's talk a little bit about the mindset blocks around entrepreneurship. So what were the ones that came up for you in the early days and how did you overcome them? <laughs> I think that the biggest mindset block that I had in the early days was just complete and utter denial. <laughs> it was, I'm not, I'm not building a business. I'm not an entrepreneur. I'm just making money, writing resumes. Like I don't have to, I spent, gosh, probably the first two years at least almost with blinders on of just like not interested in trying to figure out how to grow the business really other than just trying to figure out how to get myself in front of, of potential clients. But as far as any marketing or network building or um, anything other than professional development to make sure that I was actually doing the resumes well um, and making sure that I was trying to, to get clients. Those were really the only two things I focused on. And I was in complete denial about <laughs> just about every other aspect of it. And I think that that, if it had not been for that, if I had approached it from the very beginning, having a better understanding of what it meant to build a business I would 
probably be further along today than I am. And that's fine. I don't, I'm not upset about it or anything like that. It's just a realization of, well, okay, now that I am focused on these things, now that I do have a better understanding of, of planning ahead and wanting to move in a certain direction instead of just being happy, being stagnant where I am, I look back and I see like, wow, I really didn't, you know, have a whole lot of that strategic planning in, in mind uh, in the beginning. So I would say as far as a mindset block, just my denial of, of what I was trying to do and a lack of understanding of really what it all means um, probably, probably stood in my way the most. A lot of people don't know what they don't know when they're starting a business. So you're kind of alluding to that now and that there's so many pieces to it. So how did you, how did you learn those skills and how did you acquire that knowledge? Sure. And you are absolutely right. And I think that phrase is, is perfect. Sometimes you just don't even know what you don't know. And that's exactly where I was. So when I was in college for music education, I got literally no training in business. I had no classes. Nobody even talked about what it meant to build a business because that's not what I was in school for. So when I decided that being a band director wasn't going to be the right path for me, I went out into the business world and I worked for a few years, but it was mostly just entry-level jobs in a lot of different industries. So even that, I got a little bit of business knowledge, but it really wasn't much. So when I started into my owning my own business or, you know, working my own business and, and having that denial, I still didn't look at what I didn't know. And then after a couple of years, when I realized things were being a little bit stagnant and I started sort of taking the blinders off and looking around me, I started seeing people doing these things. I was like, oh, that's really neat. And oh, look how, you know, she's growing her business over here by doing this. And that was the first step for me to start to learn about all the things that I didn't know. I would say for anybody who maybe is struggling with this or who thinks they might want to go into business for themselves, but they don't, they're, they're afraid that they don't know enough. I would say some of the most important things for you to do is to read everything you can get your hands on. Just spend time Googling and, and going down the rabbit hole of, of information that you can find about starting a small business. There's so much really good information out there about just kind of the very beginning stages of learning, but also say to watch other people start carving out people that you admire or who are doing the things that you're wanting to do and they're doing it successfully. Watch and see what they're doing. And if you can build relationships with people, you can start to even ask questions. You can ask questions with people that you start to network with, or you can even join social media groups, which was a big part of what I did that helped to sort of boost me up in knowledge was I started joining social media groups that either were hosted by people that I trusted and I liked what they had to say, or were generally recommended out there by someone and had a lot of activity and just passively having those those posts in those groups show up in my newsfeed 
has been so helpful in expanding my mind and helping me learn the things that I don't know. Um, so I think it's a lot about doing the research yourself, but then getting involved with other people, watching them, talking to them, and learning as much as you can from people who are actually in the trenches and doing the work every day and mm -hmm. doing it successfully and in a way that you aspire to. Yeah, you're kind of immersing yourself in that world while also gaining knowledge. It's, it's that multifaceted approach. Exactly. That's exactly right. Very cool. That's an approach that really didn't exist uh, 10, 20 years ago the way it does now, where you can just sort of build up a news feed on LinkedIn or even something, I mean, maybe a little less helpful like Twitter, but you can go out and actually be reading straight from the people who would have maybe been writing textbooks about these subjects, you know, 20 years ago. And instead they're just continuing to perform their work and they're able to share their knowledge in such a, an accessible way. I think that's incredible. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. It's something that would not have been possible, like you said, 20 years ago. And honestly, that's another reason that, accidental entrepreneurship is probably becoming more of a thing is because mm -hmm. entrepreneurship in general is much more accessible now that there's the internet you can build a website and get yourself out there on social media and then all of a sudden it's possible to grow a following and and, and grow a client base totally what would you say are the skills or qualities that have made you a successful accidental entrepreneur I would say that resourcefulness has been a big part of it. Just realizing that just because I don't know something doesn't mean I can't find it out and being sort of creative in figuring out those resources. You know, like I said, not just doing the research, but then trying to connect with people and then trying to get involved with, with Facebook and LinkedIn groups. Those have been resources that if I hadn't sought them out, wouldn't be doing me any good. Um, so I think resourcefulness is important. I also personally have a very stubborn persistence about things. Um, I think I'm pretty self-aware when it comes to, okay, I know I don't have the skills to do this thing, but when I see something that I do think I have the skills for and I, I think if I just put my mind to it, I can do it, then I pretty much don't give up. I have this sort of stubborn pride. And, and, and if I, if I put my mind to it, I'm just going to keep going and roadblocks will come up. And sometimes I get frustrated and sometimes the day just ends in, you know, anger or, or frustration or whatever. But then the next day I wake up and I've still kind of got that drive of like, you know what, I'm too stubborn. I've got too much pride to let this fail. Um, so I think that that has been really an important part. Of, I think of any entrepreneurial venture is to just be persistent. Mm -hmm. to, if you believe in yourself, then don't give up and look for any opportunities that you can to put the pieces together and make it work. So true. Yeah. So you talked a little bit about some of the peaks and valleys and, you know, your persistence that has gotten you through. It can be pretty daunting when you first start a business. What do you feel kept you motivated through that? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you're totally right. It's very daunting and it can be frustrating and overwhelming. Um, and I think that 
aside from my stubbornness and my pride, <laughs> uh, which I kind of already talked about, I definitely think those were big players and just sort of keeping me pushing through. Um, I think it was how much I like my own sort of freedom and agency in helping people and deciding what work I do uh, and basically just not particularly caring to go back to working for anybody else. Mm -hmm. um, I think every time I had the idea that, you know, F it, I just want to give up. <laughs> I thought, you know, if I did that, I would have to go back and get another job and work for somebody else. And I thought of all the ways that that, that kind of sucked and I really didn't want to do that. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so I that was a big driver as well of just like, you know what, I've started to build this life. It's going well. It allows me to do the things like full-time RV travel um, and seeing various parts of the country kind of whenever I want. Those were not, I was not willing to trade those for, for maybe a little less frustration on the personal end, um, but having to work for somebody else and, and, potentially having even to stay stationary, which I know is not necessarily the case with, with remote work being so prevalent these days, but just the idea of, of the trade-off didn't work for me. So anytime I thought of, I don't want to do this anymore, it's not worth it, I really talked myself back in and realized that it totally is worth it for me um, to, to keep doing this and just to keep trying and keep on going. Yeah, that's totally understandable and, and really cool that you had that drive and that willingness to keep going. So very, very cool. Um, along the same kind of lines, you mentioned that there are roadblocks from time to time. What would you say are some of the biggest challenges that you faced as an entrepreneur so far? So I would say one of the biggest challenge challenges is definitely the fact that I didn't have the background. Like we talked about, I didn't have any training in business. I didn't have really any idea what I was getting myself into. So that was a big challenge in the beginning. And then I think one of the biggest challenges, especially when you're a solopreneur or you have a very, very small team and you're just trying to figure out what works is is sort of the the lack of understanding and the flying blind when it comes to the things that don't work mm -hmm. you know you're putting things out there and 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 one linkedin post goes great and then the next one doesn't or yeah. you put together a new package and and you put it out there thinking this is what everybody wants and it's priced perfectly and i've got the perfect copy mm -hmm. and then you put it out and it's just a complete dud and there's no instructor there saying, well, okay, if you change this and this and this, you know, and mm -hmm. if you can, if you have a bigger team, if you can hire people in, of course, there are, are people with more expertise that can help. But when you're flying solo or you have a really small team and you're kind of just trying to wear all the hats and get everything yeah. done, it can be very challenging to make those adjustments and fine tune everything so that it works. And when things don't work, it can be hard to understand why. Mm -hmm. That trial and error, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And of course, you know, a lot of people who go into business for themselves, we're ambitious and we want to be good at things. And so trial and error is often this time consuming and, and frustrating thing that beats down our egos a little bit. And we just yeah. have to 
roll with it. We have to keep going and, and understand. Um, one of the great lessons that I've learned just from listening to various successful entrepreneurs is that failure gets you closer to success. It's not a, a, a whole, you know, it's not a bad thing on the whole. There are lessons to be learned. And every time you, you fail at something, you have the opportunity to tweak it and make it better um, and get closer to the point of where you actually want to be. So true. Yeah, It's kind of the non-glitzy side of entrepreneurship of, you know, you get to make your own schedule and all that, but then you also have to do all of these, go through all these failures, which like you said, for ambitious people is not a comfortable experience at all. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. So entrepreneurship, a lot of people who haven't done owned a business or or done it themselves uh, ask, you know, what, what does your day-to-day look like? What do you do all day? So, and it's different for everybody. So I was just curious, what does your day-to-day look like? Sure, sure. And you're right. It is. It's absolutely different for everybody. And that was something that I tried to figure out in the very beginning. I thought, well, if I can just schedule my day exactly like the successful people, then I'll be successful too. (laughs) Um, And so I think it's important to remember that you have to fit it, especially with entrepreneurship, when you have sort of the freedom to do so, you have to try to fit it with what works best for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, my day-to-day right now, uh, you mentioned sort of the non-glitzy side of entrepreneurship. I feel like that's where I am right now. And again, I kind of mentioned earlier, if I had taken things more seriously and not been in denial in the beginning, I probably would not be quite in the in the deep hard work stage of things right now at five or six years in Um, but because i had sort of a delay in the development um, i'm i'm having to really dig deep and build a lot of those processes and and planning ahead um, right now so that a year from now my day can be a little bit more like what i what i ideally would like for it to be So right now my day consists almost entirely of either working with clients, uh, which is great. I typically work solo as far as just doing the actual resume writing or research for the resume writing or things like that. I'll have calls with clients when we have a coaching session or a session to discuss a part of their resume or something like that. Um, But for the most part, I'm just kind of at home keeping to myself and working um, either on the client work or on the building the business part. So I do a lot of work in social media, which has now actually been largely taken off my plate by my partner, which is great. He was able to leave his job in, I think, 2016 and come over and join me. So when that happened, he was able to take over some of that social media. So I don't have to work with that quite as much. We talk about what we want to get done and then he's able to take that over during the day. Fantastic. But I do a lot of work with building my website because I'm bootstrapping everything. So um, I do my own website. So any changes that need to happen, um, like the recent focus to career changers, I did the whole overhaul for my website. So that took up a lot of my time. Um, and yeah, I feel like my, my nose is to the grindstone most days, but I know that my plans for the future require 
the hard work now. And if I can put the hard work now and really get processes in place and build a name for myself and create services and products that people need and, and enjoy and benefit from, then a year from now, two years from now, five years from now, I'll be in hopefully a little bit more of a freedom space as an entrepreneur where I'm really um, only focusing on the pieces of work that bring me the absolute most fulfillment um, and then spending other parts of my day enjoying my travels more or, mm -hmm. or doing other things that I probably can't even think of yet, you know? Um, sure. So right now the day-to-day -day is pretty full but uh, there's a purpose behind it and there's, there's an end goal, a light at the end of the tunnel um, that I'm really working towards. That's amazing. And I've found uh, in speaking with a lot of entrepreneurs that the five to 10 year range is really when it comes together that, you know, they become an overnight success in about 10 years. So <laughs> I think that your story is yeah. pretty normal. <laughs> Excellent. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Sometimes we get in our, our own zone and we don't really know what other people are doing. So it's nice to, to hear from someone like you who talks to other entrepreneurs maybe more than I do and um, hearing that that's a, a common thing. That's good. For sure. One of the things that kind of came up for me as you talked about what your day to day and what sort of the longer term uh, plan looks like potentially for you is the idea around being in action versus in motion. And I'm, I'm pulling from uh, the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. And that's something that he kind of goes into some depth about. But I think one of the big challenges for a lot of entrepreneurs is that they sometimes get caught up doing things that don't actually really contribute to the growth and the development of their business. And they kind of, they can fool themselves into thinking they're taking steps that are moving them forward. Um, but they're really missing the big critical pieces of action that are required to create real momentum. And it sounds like just from what you said that you, you have some long busy days where you're taking action as opposed to being in motion and not going anywhere. So I'm, I'm confident that you're going to end up in this place that, that you've talked about. Well, excellent. Thank you very much. I, at the end of the day, sometimes I question, you know, <laughs> man, I worked all day long, but what, what did I really do? Um, but I think a lot for me, that's just a, a little bit of, of being tired at the end of the day and also just wanting to make sure that I'm always pushing myself and that when I do take action, that it moves things forward. So, and again, that's something that I did not have as a perspective when I started. Um, and I think that for anybody who's going into business for themselves or trying anything like this, I hope that you hear that and that you take that seriously and that you can have a better mindset starting out than I did. Cool. Going to put you in a bit of a hypothetical situation here. And if you had to choose between starting out as an entrepreneur based on your skill set or based on your passions, which one would you choose if you could only choose one? I mean, I definitely think with all the hard work that comes into it, being passionate about what you do is going to help drive you through the times when you think maybe you don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> um, I think that 
you know, in this hypothetical situation, if I chose to go into business for myself strictly based on my passions, but I didn't have any skills that aligned with that, mm-hmm. I would say that that's probably equally as difficult as it would be to go into business for yourself based on your skills without any passion. I think both of those would be a very difficult situation. So I think ideally you would either be able to blend the two or at the very least you would go into business for yourself based on what you're passionate about and then work your butt off Mm -hmm. to build the skills necessary to do that well. And I, I think for most of us, the things we are passionate about, we have some skill in just simply because we are interested and we take more time and we, we, we involve ourselves in some way with those passions. So I think that passion is probably the most important driver, but um, skill is, is right up there and it would be difficult to do one without the other, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you for sure. Great point. So some of our listeners may never go down the path of becoming an entrepreneur. That's okay. We're not judging you. Is it still important that those folks be able to think like entrepreneurs throughout their careers? I think so. I think so. Um, Number one, just simply because even if you don't plan to go into business for yourself or become an entrepreneur, you never know if you might wind up like one, like an accidental entrepreneur like me, you know? So I think that just having that awareness and sort of being open to to thinking uh, on a little broader scale or a a higher level is important just because you never know. Um, But I think even if someone goes their whole career and and never goes into business for themselves, never branches out into entrepreneurship, I think that thinking like an entrepreneur is becoming more important in the job market. I know I I work with a lot of of mid and upper level professionals who like to tout their their entrepreneurial mindset because it helps them conduct the business that they do in management or, or leading large projects or anything like that. But even at earlier career levels, I think if you can approach your career as though it's it's yours, it's really yours. It's mm-hmm. not at the mercy of whoever you're employed with at the current time or whoever you wanna be employed with next. If you can approach it as really something that you get to choose and build every step of the way, it helps you with your career development because it helps you to think more long-term and make plans for, well, if I wanna be here in five years, what steps do I need to take to get there. And it also helps you to open your awareness a little bit. And instead of being focused strictly on whatever the job is that you do for a company, if you can open your mind a little bit, open your eyes and expand your understanding of how your role fits in with the roles of the people around you and fits in with the company as a whole, not only will that help you maybe plan on uh, or decide on where you want to move to next or after that, it will also help you in the future if you ever want to be high up in a business and kind of work your way up. If you start that awareness early, uh, it, it 
will only bring you to, to higher and better places as you continue. So yeah, I think having an entrepreneurial mindset at this point, especially is important and, and beneficial for just about anybody. You also mentioned that some of the skills that you have that have helped you to be an entrepreneur, resourcefulness and perseverance, those are things that a lot of employers are looking for right now too. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Soft skills are, I think there's been a shift toward soft skills being more important to employers over the last probably 10 years or maybe even a little bit more. I think employers are hiring whole humans. They're not just hiring someone who has, who can check all the boxes for all the technical skills for the job. They understand that a good hire comes down to more than just the technical ability to do the job. It comes down to the soft skills necessary to be adaptable, to work around other people, to take criticism well, to give criticism well, to please a customer or, or negotiate with a vendor. Um, soft skills become I think equally as important as the technical skills. You're never gonna get hired strictly on your soft skills, but I think at this point, you're probably not gonna get hired strictly on your technical skills anymore either. Companies wanna make sure that the time and effort and money that they put into recruiting and hiring someone goes as far as it possibly can. Mm. And in order to do that, they try to hire somebody who's technically qualified for the job, but who also is a culture fit, a personality fit, um, and or just otherwise capable of exercising and, and showing these soft skills. I love your line, hiring whole humans. To me, like that could be like a massive banner on a bill or it could be on a billboard or it could be like air writing behind a plane <laughs> or something. I don't know. I think that's a great line. Thank you for sharing all of those points, but that one will definitely stick in my head as you've just noticed. Sweet. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I'm glad. All right. So we have a, a few questions that we ask all of our guests on the show, um, and they're a little bit more fun and um, just want to get to know you a little bit better. So what would you say is the most fun that you've had in your career so far? I think for my career and what I'm doing right now, especially the thing that I enjoy most is being able to make meaningful connections with ambitious professionals who can share with me all the interesting and intriguing things about the work that they do. Um, it's a great opportunity for me to just sit and hear somebody talk about this job that I've never done and, and you know, learn about some of these really interesting careers that some of my clients have had. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, I'm not sure I would, I would say that that's fun. It's just the most fulfilling piece for me. Mm -hmm. I think for me, the career that I have where the fun comes in is is the freedom and the the like i said the agency to take it the direction that i want and to learn how to build a website which five years mm. ago i never would have thought i would have been able to do and i actually enjoy um so i think the fun is in creating the lifestyle that i want um to be able to 
travel the country the way that we do is intensely fun and I'm so incredibly grateful for it. And I think that's the takeaway for me of what my career has given me up to this point. Amazing. Yeah. All right. The next question is, um, and most of us have taken some sort of risk in our career and going the entrepreneurship route, I would imagine there's a few of them, but what would you say is the biggest risk that you've taken in your career and how did it turn out? I mean, I think the biggest risk I've taken is, is this one right here, the entrepreneurship route. It was not anywhere in the cards or in my thought processes before it happened. Um, as I've already mentioned, I wasn't exactly trained for it or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a, a big risk, even though at the time that I took it, I had a little bit of a cushion with my partner having a job that could kind of support us for a while. It was still a big risk. And then when the business started to grow and I said, Hey, Andy, my partner, I said, I think you can probably come over and join me. That was sort of an extension of that risk of like, well, okay, now I'm Mm -hmm. betting on, you know, being able to support both of us. And luckily he came in and helped to grow the business. So we're both working to support both of us, which is excellent. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I think just going into business for myself without any background in it was, was a big risk that sometimes I'm still a little surprised that I took. (laughs) (laughs) I did it. And as far as how it turned out, I mean, we're at a little over the the five year mark, five and a half years or so, and it's going well. I'm excited about it. I have a lot of, of hope and ambition for what is to come. So it's not finished yet, but I think it's going well so far. Amazing. Great stuff. And the last question that we have is what is the best piece of career advice that you have ever received? That one is a difficult one for me to answer simply because I don't know that I can pinpoint, you know, I don't think anybody ever pulled me aside and, you know, gave me the eye to eye and said, here is a golden nugget of importance, you know, for your career. I don't think I ever had that. But what I did have was strong, smart impressive and ambitious people throughout my life that I was fortunate enough that they were willing to impart, you know, little pieces of wisdom or to just kind of let me pick their brain or watch the way that they do things. Um, And then for me, it was just about personally making it a very important part of my personal and professional development to pay attention to those people and to ask questions when I thought they could help me with something and that they would be willing to to sort of impart some of that wisdom. So it was more about a compilation of of wonderfully smart and, and strong and successful people in my life that I've just tried to get as much knowledge as I possibly could from. That's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. Sweet. Leslie, thank you so much for being with us today. Where can people find out more about you and your work? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. I have really, really enjoyed this conversation. My website is resumeleslie.com. My name is spelled a little funny. It's got a Z in it. So hopefully that will show up in the show notes. 
um, but it's resumeleslie.com and I'll actually have some additional information just for your listeners if you go to resumeleslie.com slash TCBP, which is just the initials for your podcast, Sweet. right? Yeah. Awesome. So resumeleslie.com slash TCBP. Um, and then if you want to find me on social media, you can pretty much just search Resume Leslie on any of the, the main ones, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. I'm, I'm out there on all of them. So Amazing. Cool. Thank you so, so much. All right. We will call it a wrap for this week. Thank you so much for joining us again on the Career Builders podcast. I'm Mike Bird. I'm Lisa Pekosek. Our guest was Leslie Gar. Check her out and hopefully you are well and we'll be with you again soon. Bye for now.